my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Wednesday, March the 23rd. Wherever you are and whenever you listen to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's goodness. I wish you God's life today. And I am grateful, truly. Thank you for being present with me to break open God's word as we continue our journey through this Lent. Uh, We are going to reside today in the heart of of Matthew's gospel. And so you know that means we're going to be in the Sermon on the Mount. We're actually going to be toward the beginning of it, which as you know, Matthew's Sermon on the Mount is chapters 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew's gospel. So if we're toward the beginning, it means we are in chapter 5. And we're going to be right kind of in the middle. So you remember last week when I referenced uh, you are the light of the world and uh, the salt of the earth. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. So let your light so shine before others that they may see the good that you do and give glory to God in heaven. Um, the verse, those are, are 14 through 16. Matthew 5, 14 to 16. Today's verses are going to follow immediately after those. Short gospel today. Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 to 19. I'm going to read from the New American Translation, Uh, again, the one found on the USCCB website. If you ever wonder, what does USCCB stand for? Uh, United States Council Conference, excuse me, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. So USCCB.org, and you can find the daily readings there. Um, So let's break open God's Word together and see what the Spirit invites us to today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, again, there are times that we we can hear a gospel like this, and it can be very hard to say praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, because it can carry with it almost an underlying threat or something. And even this, toward the end, it says, listen, so watch out. Whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so, you know, bad things, right? But here's what I want to say. Again, this is God's God and God's great goodness. And, and help this reshape your image of God. I mean, because God is so beyond, certainly beyond anything I'm going to say in this pod, ever, ever. Um, but, but beyond our collective imagination. But I love it. Even in the midst of, of giving an admonition, um, therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But do you know what I hear there? They're still going to be in the kingdom of heaven. Now, 
That is not mean, my friends. That gives us license to do whatever we want. Hey, I'm, at least I'm in the kingdom and I can, you know, do whatever I want then and, and get away. Well, again, then, then I'm going to call into question what, what's really at the center of what we're doing. I guess in me saying that, what I'm trying to say is, brothers and sisters, let, let that exhale from you and say, okay, all this perfection, all this worry, all this anxiety that I'm carrying, will I get there, will I not? I, I'm not going to play the role of God, and I'm grateful that God is judge and not me and not you. But I think this further cements God's incredible goodness. As if we needed more of that, all we need to do is look at the, the face and the life and the teachings and the actions of Jesus. Look at his witness and know that's who God is. So this is good, good news, always. Okay, so let's break open this a little bit. Um, so Jesus is saying to his disciples, so he's talking to you and I. Of course, the whole Sermon on the Mount is he speaking directly to you and I. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish but to fulfill. Okay, I know, again, those of you who have followed my pod for a while have heard me say this a number of times particularly true in Matthew's gospel. Matthew is setting Jesus up to be the new Moses, right? And that's, that's Matthew's purpose. Why? He's, he's writing to a Jewish audience who would understand and know the law of Moses and, and what made sense. And he's saying, listen, as good as Moses was, there's something better here. Moses went up on the mount, right? Mount um, Zion to... Uh, to um, oh gosh, that wasn't, anyway, <laughs> Moses went up on the mountain to, to get the Ten Commandments, it was given them by God and came back down and delivered the commandments. Uh, Mount Horeb, thank you. I'm like, what was the name of the mountain? I, yeah, I need to just study up more before I do these things. Um, and came down with them and uh and delivered them well where did jesus go to deliver the sermon well in matthew's gospel of course it's on the mount right we heard from from luke where it's on the plain but not matthew matthew it's it's on the mount why because again he's the new moses and and i bring that up not just for a trivia fact although i'm certainly not above that um do not think he's saying here, do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets, meaning to give you a new law, because I'm the new Moses, I'm going to give you a better law. Let's abolish what Moses did. I'm just going to give you something better even. He's saying, no, I've not come to abolish that, but I have come to fulfill it, which means, and, and again, if we were to continue going in, in uh, Matthew's gospel here, it's the part, and I've referenced this numerous times, where he says, you have heard it said, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say to you, don't even look at one another with lust, right? Or you've heard it said, you shall not commit murder. But I say to you, anybody who's angry is already carrying that. You know, we've already murdered in our, in our thoughts. All those things where he, where he points it beyond. So when he says he's not come to abolish the law or the prophets, my friends, just know this. The law doesn't mean just the Ten Commandments here, although that's the heart of the law. The law are the five. Uh, they were the heart of, of the, the Jewish teachings. It was the five first books in what we call the Old Testament. We would call it the Pentateuch, or we could call it the, uh, you know, the, the, well, the, the law, or, uh, um, yeah, first five books there. Um, 
And the prophets, of course, were uh, all the teachings of, of all the prophets, not just uh, Isaiah or Jeremiah or Ezekiel, but what did Hosea have to say, or Micah, or Zechariah, or, you know, uh, Nahum, or, or any of the other prophets that have, uh, have come through. So he's taking what we would say was the vast majority of the Old Testament, and he's saying, I'm not here to abolish any of this, but I am here to point our way through it. Now, what does that mean? And, and what does it mean more for us? Which, of course, is always part of the issue here. Um, because, brothers and sisters, we have to be the ones now. And we've been given the gift, and we've been given the responsibility of understanding, not just in our head, but in our being, fullness, um, the scriptures and God's word and God's law, and passing it on to future generations, and to living it well. And to do that, we have to do exactly what Jesus is doing here, which is cutting through what all this excess stuff means and, and get rid of that so we can point to where the law is pointing us. Brothers and sisters, we can't get rid of the law because if we were to get rid of the law, we're getting rid of part of who God is. And that would be awful. That would be awful. Because God, one, doesn't change. But, but two, it, we certainly may have a poor understanding of God. I say this quite often. We are a pilgrim people. We have not reached the end of our understanding of who God is. And if we have not reached the end of our understanding of who God is, we have not reached the understanding of who God, what God is about and who we are and what God invites us to. So we always, always, always need to be uh, uh, engaging with the Scripture to help understand what does that mean in our day and age now. But because we are human, we're going to sometimes get it right and sometimes get it wrong. And that's what Jesus is talking about here, is we have to make sure that in our engagement with Scripture, we do so without agenda, we do so without ego, without our own devices, as best we can to understand, Holy Spirit, what were you intending in this Word of God? And not getting rid of God in God's self. Remember, and, and here's why I use that, that idea. Uh, at the beginning of John's Gospel, right, Jesus says, well, not Jesus, John, in writing about Jesus says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, if you go to John chapter 1 and you read that, you're going to see Word is capitalized because it's another reference to Christ, right? Uh, that, that Jesus was with God from the very beginning, and he was that Word of God, that, that, uh, that, that visible uh, incarnate Word sent to earth. Um, and, uh, and, and we as Catholics... We love to raise the scriptures, right? I mean, we process in the book of the Gospels at the beginning of Mass, which is so awesome because we know that the Word of God uh, is, is uh, worthy of our, not only our respect and dignity, but our attention, our, our, our praise, our, our thanksgiving. Um, you know, I think these dogs just bark every time I'm uh, doing a podcast. I think they say, hey, Sounds like Joe's doing a pod up there again. Let's bark. Let's bark again. 
you just get to see what life's like at the Zank house. Anyway, so anyway, we, we process in with the gospel, my friends. And, uh, and um, we, we, we stand up for the gospel. Uh, but you know what we don't do? We don't process out with the gospel. Because after the gospel's read, it's kind of put away. Why? Because the gospel resides in us then, in us. And we take it out in our hearts, our minds, our spirits, and our beings. And we are called to live it. And in getting that gospel, it is what, as I've said before, traps us in the truth. And we are called to pass that on to future generations. And not delete the parts that we don't like. We do not have that option. However... We must engage with it to say, and again, forgive the poor analogy, but it's just the easy analogy. Uh, what part of this snowball rolling down the hill um, do we need to part with? Because it's picked up uh, things along the way, the twigs and the leaves and the dirt and the sticks and, and all this other stuff that are all these trappings around which, you know, maybe future generations have put around that gospel and said, well, this is what that gospel means. This is what it means to be a follower of Christ and all these things. And it's like what we talked about last week, you know, when the, the Pharisees put those extra burdens on people and just delighted in watching them struggle in it. No, my friends, we are called to set that banquet, that food and drink, right? that banquet before people, which means get rid of all that extra stuff that's accumulated on the snow, but the snow we don't get rid of because that's the word of God. That's the essence of who God is. We cannot get rid of that. And so what we always have to do is, is and, and every time we come here with this, please don't just take it from me. I, I, again, I always, I, I always try to say this, so I don't say it a lot. Um, but let the word of God change you. Not, if my words around it just, just uh, hinder, go right from the word of God to the rosary. Fantastic. Um, but how do we allow the word to engage us in, in what's happening today? And then, my friends, okay, then when we take it in and it consumes us, that's not the end. If that's the end, it's tragic. Then we must, must, Pass it on to future generations. We must live it out in this generation, not just in teaching it by our words and our actions even, by also opposing that which isn't the word of God. You know, there's a reason Jesus got in such Dutch with the, uh, with the, the Pharisees, right? And the scribes. Because he pointed out all the uh, excess accumulation and said, you don't need this stuff. Because that's not it. You're, you're empty tombs. You know, your whitewashed tombs, that, that's it. You're, you're filled with dead man's bones. Um, and what we got to get is to the banquet, the banquet. It's always about, the, my friends, God is alive. God is alive here and now in us. And how do we subsume that? How do we take that in? And how do we pass that on? Because if we do it poorly, um, and we're going to do it the best we can, but if we do it poorly somehow, and that gets in the way of, of another person's understanding of God, you know, at some level, and I don't mean this is a threat, and I don't think God would either, but at some level we're going to have to answer for that. So we need to be judicious, prudent, temperate, careful with how we pass that on, but we also do need to engage with it now because the Word of God is alive today for us. And it engages with us 
in Ukraine and it engages with us on, on <laughs> our borders and it engages with us uh, in, in our economics. <laughs> this is just, uh, you know, uh, devolving, I think, around me with, uh, with the dog. So let's just uh, take that as God's way of saying, time to, time to wrap up. <laughs> let's pray, shall we? And so we uh, continue through the luminous mysteries, my friend, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The third luminous mystery, the proclamation of the gospel. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful Wednesday. And uh, may God's peace be ever with you.